I'm definitely figuring it out now. Is it off or on? Off. It's not recording? Yeah, I think the red circle thing blinking means it's off. That doesn't make any sense. Let me... Oh yeah, it's on. It is recording. You know, someday you're going to accidentally send something really weird to dad and I'm not going to feel sorry for you. Do you want me to record on my phone tonight or not? You know I do. It is so unfair that I wasn't invited. It's not like I'm a little kid anymore. It's not personal. They didn't invite anyone who's still in high school. So dumb. So unfair. Not really, though. Beth wasn't invited either. That's not funny. I wasn't being funny. How do you think she feels cooped up here all the time? You should keep her company tonight. Fine. You can stay home and keep her company too, then. Believe me, if I could, I would. Meg wants me to go with her, though, and she's on the warpath. Can you blame her? You always take her side. Joe, you burned off her hair. Only a tiny piece. I would describe it as a chunk. A small chunk. And it was right in the front. I've bragged about my skills with an electric turkey knife, but I've never claimed to know how to use a hair straightener. She's practically bald now. She would have asked you, but you were already halfway out the window trying to catch a glimpse of our new neighbor. I have a naturally curious and inquisitive spirit, Josephine. I'm surprised you didn't fall right out onto the lawn. Don't be stupid. The porch roof would have broken my fall. Now that I would love to see. I wouldn't have to hang out the window with binoculars. You used binoculars? Where did you find binoculars? If you would just snap a quick picture or a teensy-weensy little Snapchat of Mr. Lawrence's grandson at the party. He probably won't even come. And if he does, that means he hangs out with Sally King and her friends, which isn't really a good thing. Don't let Meg hear you say that. It's different for Meg. She remembers what it was like to be rich from when we were really little. She went to that hoity-toity private elementary school with them for a few years? I know. Well, all those kids went on to fancy universities, and she's putting herself through local college night classes. I don't blame her for feeling like she has something to prove. It doesn't help that she literally nannies Sally's younger siblings. Half-siblings? Not that it matters. Her stepmom is just so So young. young. Like, so young. Like, she would have had Sally when she was seven. Can you imagine what that would be like? For Sally? No, for seven-year-old. Yeah, for Sally. I don't know. Marmy and Dad have always been, like, embarrassingly into each other. I definitely never worry about them breaking up. True. I think she was kind of mad when he applied for the chaplain position at first, though. Yeah... For a lot of reasons. It's not the outcome I would have chosen either, after that awful year of fighting at the church. He kind of threw her to the wolves, leaving here right after that. He didn't mean to, but... Yeah, I know what you mean. And let's face it, the army wife stuff was never going to be Marmy's thing. Oh, God. Don't make me laugh. Sometimes it's just easier to focus on stuff like 
the new guy moving in next door, or how I can't stand Mr. Davis, because then I don't think about Dad and, you know, everything. That's the hardest part about working for Aunt March. She naps so much. I have way too much time on my hands to just sit with my thoughts. And that house is so creepy. <laughs> Plus, you always come back smelling like an old person. You're really bad at asking for favors. Well, I hope you're happy, Amy. Here I am, recording a selfie video for you in the back room at the party, like a total hermit loser weirdo, as you would say. I'm sure you'd be mortified if you were here, but I guess if you were here, I wouldn't be recording this video. I'm afraid I don't have anything terribly interesting to share. Sally's younger brother, Freddie, is back for a visit. Do you remember him? He goes to Brown, and he's going to do a semester abroad next year. I swear, their dad must be richer than God. Hi. Oh, jeez. You scared me. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know anyone was back here. Who were you talking to? My sister. I mean, I was recording a message from my younger sister. She's not here. She wasn't invited. She's still in high school, so... Huh. I feel pretty awkward. It's okay. Uh, how's your cat? Excuse me? Uh, my grandfather mentioned a cat, something about one of the landscapers finding it stuck in a hedge. Oh, yeah. That's our dumb cat, Sheba. I'm sorry, I didn't realize who you are. Oh, yeah, my bad. Should have said something. I am your new neighbor. How do you know who I am? I don't really. I swear, I'm not a creep. I have seen you and your sisters when you're out in your backyard, but it's just an inevitability of sharing a hedge, I think. Especially when a fat cat gets stuck in the hedge. Nice to meet you. I want to say Theodore? That is technically my name, but everybody calls me Lori. Lori Lawrence. It's not great, but it is better than Theodore. Well... Where's the fun in telling everyone your nickname up front? What am I supposed to call you when we become best friends? That's very forward. You haven't even told me which March sister you are. Joe, the loud one. Well, Joe's got to be a nickname for something. Josephine. But the only person who calls me that is my octogenarian Aunt March, and she hates me. All right, Joe works. It's cool to have someone my own age living next door. Most of the people from my year at high school have already moved on to universities. I'm in my sophomore year at NYU. Wow. What are you studying? Music composition. Wow, again. Is that what the piano's for? I don't usually play on that. It's insanely big and loud, and it makes me feel like the Phantom of the Opera. I just didn't have anywhere else to put it, and I couldn't get rid of it. It used to belong to my mom. I guess you can't exactly fit one of those in a college dorm, yeah. So, you won't be around here much. I'm taking a break from school. I'm kind of trying to decide if NYU is still a good fit. And what if it's not? Then, I don't know what. My grandfather would like me to transfer to a different program and get a degree that's more practical. Then I could start working at his company. But I don't know. Business school sounds kind of... Boring? 
I was going to say terrifying and soulless, but that also. There are worse things in life than getting a practical college degree. I wish I could go away to school. Are you taking classes? I'm taking writing classes at the local college. I don't know if I'm actually going to pursue a degree. I probably should, but the thought of taking on all that debt makes me sick to my stomach. You want to be a writer? Yeah, I want to write books, fiction, stories. Well, what about? Thrillers that people just can't put down, and tragic romances. I'm a sucker for that stuff. It doesn't have to be highbrow. I like good, strong words that mean something, and flimsy paperbacks. Could I read something you've written sometime? Now who's being forward? The reading material at my grandfather's house is lacking. Oh yeah. I haven't found anything that was published after like the 1870s. That sounds like my jam. I'm coming over. Well, I've already read all the worthwhile classics, and I'm going to have to start digging into the encyclopedias soon. Have you considered fan fiction? Is that what you're working on? <laughs> Not this time. Look at that smirk. What? You are holding out on me. No, I've never been published before. Not even online. I don't know if I'm actually any good. At least tell me a title. I'm writing a novel in this old notebook of Marmy's, but it doesn't have a title yet. I did just finish a short story. I'm kind of proud of though. It's called The Bloodbath. Jeez, am I safe back here with you? Perfectly. You know what they say. Never write what you know. That is not what they say. They'd say it if they grew up in this boring town. Is it true that you grew up in Italy? Not really. My mother was first generation Italian American, but I grew up in Connecticut. My uncle adopted me after my parents died. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to pry. It's all right. It was a long time ago. And I did used to spend my summers in Italy. My grandparents have family in Naples. It must be beautiful. It is. Have you ever? Oh, no, I've never been to Europe. I've never even been out of the country. Aunt March keeps saying she'll take me, but then she puts it off for another year. I thought your Aunt March hated you. She does, but she pays me to serve as her companion. I read books to her for hours. I do all the voices. So do audiobooks. Yeah, but then how would she give money to my family while still assuring us she disapproves of our life choices? Ah, is that how it is? Big time. She's always clutching her pearls, and I mean that very literally. She's loaded. Let's peek out. Okay. Shh. Careful, don't elbow me. All right. Which one is your sister? Um, I usually point her out by her curly hair. We straighten it today. Hang on. Oh, there's Meg in the purple dress. She looks nice. She is. And she's cute. Okay, settle down. Why aren't you out there dancing with them? I was an only child, so I'm used to entertaining myself. That sounds like a line. Fine. I don't know anyone, and I'm feeling shy. You don't seem shy. Neither do you. So what's your excuse? Oof. Where to begin? I'm awkward as heck, and I'm a terrible dancer. And I did promise my little sister I'd record something for her. But mostly, 
I just feel uncomfortable around a lot of these people. I only came as a favor to Meg. Did something happen? Yeah. It's kind of a long story. That's okay. Basically, my dad used to be the pastor at the Methodist Church here in town. It's a really old historic church. People are obsessed with it. He's pretty political, my dad, for a pastor. Well, that's cool though, right? I mean, I think so, but it wasn't really a good fit for that congregation. I see. There were people who were unhappy with him right from the start. We were always overhearing gossip that we shouldn't have. But when he did a sermon on Black Lives Matter, that was pretty much the final straw. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It got ugly fast. There were all sorts of closed-door meetings he wasn't invited to. People were writing terrible things online. Even kids we knew at school. They were probably just parroting their parents, but still, it stung. I ate lunch at the library every day. And then someone started circulating a petition to get rid of Dad as the pastor of the church. Whoa. He didn't give that sermon to hurt people's feelings. He did it because it's important. And I'm glad he didn't back down. Yeah? They said he could stay on probation if he apologized. But there was nothing to apologize for. I don't think my mom would have ever forgiven him if he had denounced Black Lives Matter anyway. So he left. Is that why he became an army chaplain? Your grandpa told you? Uh Uh-huh. I think the friction at church was a significant part of it. I don't know, though. Maybe there were other issues going on for him. He's always been very all or nothing when it comes to his faith. He never does anything halfway. That's good, I guess. I guess. We support him. We didn't have much choice. He didn't ask us or tell us before he did it. Not even your mom? No. Hmm. All or nothing. Do the people out there still really hold all that church stuff against you and your sisters? Still? No one makes a big deal of it anymore. I'm sure they make fun of what crunchy, bleeding-heart liberals we are behind our backs. Ha ha. But I don't mind. Meg gets along with everyone. I'm the one who always ends up saying something bitter and rude and getting weird looks. But I feel like it doesn't matter how they treat us now. They showed their true colors already, and nothing can change that. So you're saying that your good opinion once lost is lost forever? I wouldn't say that. Hey, that's from Pride and Prejudice. I had to flex some of my literary knowledge since you're an aspiring author and I am basically a college dropout. You're not. You'll go back, but we'll have some fun here in the meantime. If you say so. A little trust, please. Hey, you were the one who said it was a boring town. Isn't everywhere boring compared to New York City? Not that I would know. I guess we could take the train up to Boston sometime. We're pretty good at making our own fun here. Oh yeah? Sure. Do you have a pair of ice skates? I think so. Well, if we follow the frozen river behind our house, we can go... Ow! Oh, God! Sorry. I didn't realize that someone was behind the door. I'm uh, looking for... Joe? 
What are you doing crouched back there? Sorry, we were spying on the party. I'm not even going to ask. Uh, listen, we need to start walking home now if we're going to make curfew. Oh, I won't take us that long. We have time. Please, Joe. I twisted my ankle really badly out there. You're going to have to help me limp down the road. Let me see. I can walk if you just help me. Um, no, you can't. Meg, it's all swollen and horrible looking. She's not wrong. Gee, thanks. Uh, who are you? He's our new neighbor, Lori. Oh, Theodore Lawrence. Lori is fine. How do you know the Kings? How can you ask silly questions with a cankle like that, Mego? It's swelling like a balloon. Joe. I know Fred through mutual friends. <laughs> Fred. Does he make people call him that at college? We always called him Freddy. But I was just getting ready to leave myself. Let me drive you home. Oh, no, we couldn't trouble you. Meg, don't be silly. He lives next door. It really isn't any trouble, I promise. Well, then I guess it's okay. He's nice. He's not going to let you shamble down the road like a zombie. Let me grab my car and pull it around front so you don't have to walk too much. Thank you. That is so kind. Which car is yours? The Silver Range Rover. I'll be right back. Joe, don't whistle. A silver Range Rover? Joe, don't stare. Dang. What would Marmy say? She'd say, please don't embarrass poor Meg. I'm sorry, Meg. I'm going to stick my head out of the sunroof and yell, woo! What? Why are you recording a video of the floor? I'm not. Gosh, I am. I, I totally am. I forgot to turn off the camera. Amy's going to be mad. Little Women, a modern audio drama, is written by Shannon Camp, based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott. It's co-produced by Sammy Campbell and Shannon Camp. Our director is Julia Rohead Worthington, and our editor is Bex Carlos. Album artwork by Karen Mooney. Original theme by Surrey Music. Find us online at littlewomenpodcast.com.